I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. How are you, Gary Jr.? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. The judge has 62. You thought I was going to say the judge has ruled, but no. We'll see if he rules when the Yankees get involved in the playoffs. And we'll see what happens here. And But I am so thrilled, Gary. I'm so thrilled that he was able to get 62 because I, I tell you, it, it was it was looking kind of kind of ugly for a while because they weren't pitching. The Orioles wouldn't pitch to him. And then, and then Texas. And so it was, it was really getting kind of questionable because he did it literally on the 161st game. Um, they gave him a rest on the last game, regular season game. Um, so it went down to the so-called wire as far as him being able to hit that 60-second home run. And I was so happy for him. Such a great guy. I know I talked about him a lot last week. Um, I just see great things ahead of ahead for him, and hopefully he'll stay healthy and and um, bring a lot of victories to the Yankees as he's hitting these home runs. And I I really am hopeful that I know I'm getting ahead of myself that they can take care of business against um, the Cleveland Guardians in the playoffs, and then we'll see what happens on the other side of the ledger. I, it was kind of surprising to me, Gary, that both of the teams from the East that were in the playoffs, they both got bounced in two games to zero type races out of best two out of three. Tampa Bay lost two straight at home. And the Blue Jays lost two straight at home. Well, Tampa wasn't so, at home. Tampa was in Cleveland. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Tampa yeah. was Tampa was in Cleveland because Cleveland they did win their their division. Yeah, but <clears throat> the Mariners won on the road against uh, Toronto and getting they're going to that next stage, which is to uh, face uh, Houston. And, and you know Houston's very familiar with them. They're in the same conference, so it should be uh, should be interesting there. The Yankees. Uh, I'm not going to talk about how they've been very successful with the Cleveland. Have uh, guardians before the Indians. I'm not going to talk about that because it has no bearings on anything. It's, it's a totally new slate. And Gary, I think it's. In fact, I was a little surprised to see this. This round is best three out of five, and then the next round, which is for the American League Championship, that's best of seven. So this, the first round, which is a which is a play-in or whatever they called it round, that was um, the best out of two out of three. And the next round, which we're in now, would be for the American League at least, it's the best three out of five. Now, in the National League, I was disappointed in the Cardinals. I, I was hoping they would go a little further, just to, the fact to see Pujols play a little longer. Um, but still, um, you know, they, they, he had a great career, and 703 home runs is nothing to sneeze at. But the Phillies did prevail. And the Phillies will get to that next round. But I tell you, I'm looking forward to uh, – Seeing what the Mets will do against San Diego. Both teams are very good teams, Gary. Uh, DeGrom is, is quite the pitcher. I actually saw him the other night. He, oh, my God, is he, is he a great pitcher? And, uh, you know, San Diego has some some big bats. They got some guys who can really hit the ball. 
Uh, both teams are great defensive teams as well. So, you know, well, I don't know. We don't know at this point whether or not it's going to be the Mets going against the Dodgers or whether or not it's going to be San Diego going against the Dodgers. I think that's the matchup there. Yeah, that is the matchup. And then the Braves will will look at uh, going against the Phillies. They should be rather familiar with the Phillies having, uh, you know, played them in their division. Yeah, no, uh, first off, uh, congratulations to Aaron Judge, uh, like we uh, like you said earlier. Uh, to me, he is the home run king. Um, you know, no disrespect to Barry Bonds, but, you know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, you know, we'll see how the Yankees do this postseason. Usually, you know, my pet peeve with the team has always been, if you go out trying to hit 30,000 runs in the postseason, you're probably going to lose. So hopefully, uh, you know, they will finally learn from these mistakes, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens there. I think for baseball sake on the National League side, it'll be better if the Mets uh move on because uh DeGrom and and uh and Matt Scherzer are such great pitchers and you know they can make some big history as pitchers during the postseason run. You know, even though they're struggled in game one, historically he's very good. In the postseason, and yeah, he Rahm is. is also he very is. good yeah. in the postseason as well. And you know, I think it's very important um, as baseball fans, and you know, not just in in baseball, but in any sport, when you get an opportunity to see uh, some greatness, uh, you know, you want to see it. And you know, I I feel the same way. I know you felt about the Cardinals. Adam Wainwright has had a great career for the Cardinals, and and Yadier Molina, who at one point was the best catcher in baseball for Many years. No question. And Albert, no and question. Albert Pujols, right. And Albert, you know, they're all retired. Well, let's hope Albert doesn't retire, but they're supposed to be all retiring this year. And that's the end of an era in baseball. You know, even though as Yankee fans, you know, we did not like that era too much, but the Cardinals from 2004 to what, I want to say 2010, before Albert Pujols left, they were constantly in the world. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that can't be sneezed at. So, uh, you know, I'm upset that we're not going to be able to see that, but you know, I think this, uh, you know, this this MLB postseason will be very interesting, interesting and exciting uh, to watch. I agree, Gary. Uh, I tell you, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the the Cleveland game against against Tampa Bay. It went like 15, 16 innings, and I watched the whole damn thing. And I tell you, <laughs> both teams had about combined they had like seven hits, but it was a great game. It was a, it was a game in which you had teams that, in the case of, of Tampa, they knew that if they lost that one, it was all over. And uh, guess what? They lost. So uh, you know, playoff time is, in baseball is a lot of fun because even if the games do go on forever, uh, it, at least they're meaningful games. And, and you know that teams have to have to uh, play their best and, and the stars have to come out at night because if they don't, see ya. So, Gary, now we're back to our list here. We're getting very close, folks. We're looking at the top NBA players today. So the season is getting ready to start, and right now uh, they're going through some preseason games. And, Gary, before we get to that, I, I just have to make one, one other comment. I can't even pronounce the guy's name. But the guy who's going to be the number one draft pick in the NBA, I saw clips of this guy online the other day. Um, What's his name again, Gary? He's like seven feet four um, from France. Yeah, Gary, not, not important to know his name. I'm just saying that that guy, I, 
I tell you, he's like seven four. He can shoot threes. Handles ball fairly well for a seven four guy. And uh, I tell you, <laughs> Knicks, do what you need to do. Come on, you gotta get somebody. You can't win with nobody. You gotta get somebody, and he is a somebody. This guy could be good, but then again, these these tall guys you gotta worry about them because they get hurt a lot, especially with their feet. So, uh, but anyhow, he's only eighteen years old. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing this guy uh, um, play more and, and this on tapes and things of that nature online. But I hope <laughs> I hope the Knicks can get him. But anyhow, let's move, move right along. Let's start Gary. Well, here. Well, can Any I, comments on him before we yeah, go further? Yeah, I want to comment on you. <laughs> um, the Knicks have RJ Barrett and Obi Toppin, so you know the Knicks feel like they're, you know, the Knicks are pulling. Oh the, yeah, they're you know, really the, set. Yeah, the Knicks are pulling the Giants right now, where they don't need a quarterback. They're, you know, they don't need a star hey, player to hey, go out there. And, hey, Giants beat the Packers in England. Hey, hey, slow down there. They're four and one in first place. No, not in first place because the Eagles just won't lose. Right, but we all know that Daniel Jones is, is this era Tim Tebow right now. Anyway, <laughs> that's neither here or there. Uh, you know, we're not going to touch on that. But you just um, don't like Dukies. That's all. That's, I don't know. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no, I like good quarterbacks, and he's not one. But um, oh, okay. And the truth of the matter is, is, is this. Um, you know, just switching uh, subjects for a little bit. I think it would be great for him to go to the Spurs or the Jazz because um, historically, uh, European, um, European and players. You know what you say, international players. They um, they tend to stick with their teams, and I think that's great uh, for basketball. One is great for marketing, and two is great for the small markets uh, because as long as they stay competitive, which based off the way this guy is playing, or you know his potential, because they're saying that he's the next high type prospect since LeBron James, uh, which we know how you know highly um, you know touted he was coming out of high school, um, you know, it'll be very exciting and very um, interesting to see uh, teams like the Spurs and Jazz and even the Indiana Pacers who historically build good teams um, get a player like that on their team. But that's actually a really good transition um, to to my list right here because okay. uh, the number three guy on my list is the guy that I believe should have won the MVP. Uh, last season, and that's Joel Embiid. Mm, okay, I believe Joel Embiid. Obviously, I, I'm having him over the Joker. Basically, means he's the best, a big man in basketball, best center in basketball, and he is. Um, you know, during last season without Ben Simmons, which probably helped him. Um, I, you know, he definitely showed that he was an elite player, and he was able to carry the team for most of that year because they were actually. Uh, a top four seed throughout the entire season. Uh, last season, uh, he you know he had his best season by far, um, averaging thirty point six points a game and eleven point seven rebounds a game, uh, which is very, very. Uh, actually, I think it's probably the best year since since Shaq, uh, numbered wise for center to do that. And you know he had, to me, I think he had his best his best season, including uh, when it comes to health as well. Uh, he was, you know, he, he was definitely a dominant, dominant player. And I want to see what he does this year with James Harden. Now, now we all know James mm. Harden is very, very difficult to play with uh, because he likes to dribble and dribble and dribble some more. But uh, if they can find a way to, 
make Joel Embiid the main, um, you know, the main guy on this team. It should work out. <coughs> now, I want to see Joel Embiid more in the post. I think some, you know, sometimes he likes to get out in the perimeter just a little bit too much. Um, you know, if he focuses on just playing down low, he can actually even average more points uh, based off the fact the NBA doesn't have a whole lot of centers. And he's one of the few centers that actually has a little work to him, so he's actually strong um, in the paint. Uh, you know, I want to see Dwell and be um, get more credit for what he um, has done. I, you know, I think it was terrible he didn't win MVP last year, especially because um, his sixer team seed and, you know, uh, the Joker's team was not a top four seed. And they always tell us to be, a, if you're a top four seed, you're going to win the MVP. But uh, the Joker won the MVP. Uh, not saying he didn't have a great year, obviously, because I had him, you know, in my top 10. He definitely improved his game. And he also, um, to me, and I appreciate this from him, he has a little bit of a mean streak to him. And that's what I like. That's what I like. You know, uh, big men are supposed to have that. And he's also a very, you know, he's also a great defender as well. So, uh, Joel Embiid is my number three. Uh, I think there's a gap between my number three, which was uh, Joel Embiid, and my number four, Luka Doncic. I think there's a, um, you know, I think there's a solid gap between the two, and people are mm-hmm. asking why. And and the main reason is, Joel Embiid can you know can control the game on both ends, of the game. Mm-hmm. and Luka cannot at this point mm-hmm. in his career. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gary, where did where did you have the um, the Joker? I had him, um, I had him number seven. So number seven. Number, okay. I had number okay. Seven. Yeah, okay. I I think that's a you know. That's a fair place for him. I think he's a okay. You know, okay, he's a great player. The problem with the Joker and same thing with Luca is they're not great defenders. And gotcha. Well, Embiid now, is a great defender. Okay. Well, well, Gary, I think very highly of Embiid as well. And when I uh, do my list, um, you may be pleasantly surprised or disappointed in where I have have Embiid. So, but uh, there's no question that uh, he's special. And um, and I, I agree with you. I think last year he was the MVP. He did everything that a normal MVP candidate would would do to win the MVP award. So I just, I never understood. I didn't understand it. I just did not understand why he was not uh, declared the MVP. Uh, it's just, um, besides, I have no idea why, why that would not be the case. Um, so, Gary, not to belabor that point, because I'm going to be talking about Embiid as well a little later. Let's get down to your number two. So, this was the hardest part, and I cheat for all the listeners out there. I have, to, <laughs> okay. I have to apologize to you, because to me, there isn't a best player in the NBA right now. I don't oh, think there's a second okay. best player in the NBA right now. I think it's to be determined. Oh, between, okay. Okay. between okay. two guys. Now, I think one guy has a so slight of an edge over this over the other guy, but uh, but I don't have a number two. I just have one B and one A <laughs> right now. Uh, I think it's and you know I'm gonna explain myself ahead of time. Are you saying it's a tie? That's what you're saying. That's your what eyes? I'm saying it's a tie. It's a okay. tie, okay. and it's a tie based off of the playoff. Of- Uh, because my uh, I'll do my one B first, and that is Kevin Durant. Now I believe Kevin Durant is. Last year I had him as the best player in basketball. I 
on my list, which I think the listeners know who that is. But as we all know, Kevin Durant had a ter- had, had his worst postseason of his career. And we all know that Brooklyn Nets were a disaster last season. But when Kevin Durant got injured in January, the Brooklyn Nets were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and he was the leader for the MVP race. Uh, Kevin Durant last season had his best numbers when it came to assists. He had, a, you know, he averaged almost 30 points a game, and he shot 1% from the line last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he averaged, he averaged 30 points a game, basically, you know, 29.9 was 30 points a game, and yeah. 7.4 rebounds a game uh, last season. The problem with Kevin Durant is he only played 55 games uh, last season, which definitely hurts. Um, it hurts him when it comes to, when it comes to his durability because he has had a, you know the last few years he has not played even close to 82 games, which also hurts him on this list as well. But you know I have him at one B, and I'll just do my one A for all the listeners who I think is the most dominant player in the NBA. I think Durant is the most skilled, but the most mm-hmm. dominant player who's one A is Giannis. The Greek freak. And okay. the reason why I have him. So here's why it's a tie for all, for all the listeners out there. Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks played the Boston Celtics in the second round. Giannis did not have Chris Middleton on his team, which is very similar to the year before when Kevin Durant played the Milwaukee Bucks and James Harden was limited and Kyrie Irving got hurt in game two. Mm-hmm. And what was the thing that we were all saying? Well, if Kevin Durant had all three of his guys, they win that series. Yeah. Well, the pushback was, well, you know, Durant played great and all this stuff, but he went gas. You know, we don't know what would happen, you know, if if Giannis had the same situation. Well, we saw what happened. Giannis lost. But I'm Chris mm-hmm. Middleton. Yeah. And Chris Middleton is not better than Kyrie Irving or James Harden. We all know that. So Giannis could have clearly shown that he was the best player in the NBA if he would have done what we all thought that he was capable of doing. And he, you know, and we and we all could see it next season. I'm not saying he has to do it without without teammates, that's ridiculous. But this is the Milwaukee Bucks window with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday obviously can play 80 games now, which is just incredible because he feels like half his career he couldn't even play more than 50 games. But that's either here or there. That's actually great for him. But Giannis had another MVP-type season. He, the incredible thing about Giannis is that he doesn't even play more than 33 minutes a game, which mm. is just incredible. You know, he's able to put up these numbers, mm-hmm. um, you know, that he's able to do each and every year, averaging, you know, 11.6 rebounds a game and 30 points a game. And the fact that he's able to do that is just is extremely impressive. We know Giannis's game is not the most impressive. Um, it's a lot of downhill and a lot of dunks. But you can't take that away from him. Uh, I want to see him, you know, improve his game a little bit more. To me, it would be a clear, clear number one for Giannis if he was able to do a little bit more on the court besides exactly what I just said that he does. I think he has, you know, he is – version and more controlled version of Russell Westbrook. Hmm. He's not a great shooter at all, but he plays with a lot of energy and a lot of heart. He's not the most fundamentally sound player. 
uh, but he, you know, he gives everything he has on the court. And and honestly, you know, no one wants to give Russell Westbrook credit for this when he was in Oklahoma City, but without Kevin Durant, he was the leader of that team. Mm-hmm. And he showed that he can actually lead a team. You know, not you know to a championship or anything. He was able to lead a team. That's Giannis. But Giannis has a lot of flaws, and he needs a Chris Middleton. He needs a Drew Holiday to help him get over that hump. Um, and that's why you know it's a tie right now. And I think we will find out by the end of this season who will clearly be the best player. The Brooklyn Nets have their full team. What do we feel about Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving in their team? I think they're too small. You know, that's another conversation for another day. But, you know, in the Milwaukee Bucks, they got their full team. So it'll be very interesting to see at the end of the year who will officially be, in my opinion, the best player in the league. But to me, it, for the first time in a long time, it's up for grabs. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, Gary. Well, you'll be uh, very interested in hearing my top five players then. Um, I won't make any comments about yours at this point since we all know that basically uh, most of the five people that you mentioned are going to end up on my list as, as one of the top five, though in different in different positions and for different reasons. I will accommodate your tie usually you don't want to go with ties but I, I i think you made a made a good case for a tie uh for, for from your perspective so i don't like ties but here's another thing that you also have to look at as well is mm-hmm. that when kevin durant came back to the brooklyn nets the nets lost 15 or 14 straight games now we know why that happened james Harden won and out Kyrie Irving couldn't play but it's hard for me to judge kevin durant season when the Brooklyn Nets were just an absolute complete disaster. So I can't really judge his season. And I can't really judge Giannis's season. Giannis didn't have his full team. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to judge it the way that people judge uh, Kevin Durant's season and even LeBron's seasons in the past, when LeBron didn't win, when he didn't have certain guys on his team, then I, you know, then I would put Kevin Durant above him. But then okay. Durant's pro season was so bad that I okay. can't put him above him. Okay. So, so I, you know, I don't want to just you know focus on the fact Durant had a bad postseason. We know what happened, and you know you may disagree with me on this point, but from a you know X's and O's standpoint, the Brooklyn Nets are built to have three stars in their team, mm-hmm. and without Ben Simmons on their team, they were able to triple team Kevin Durant with Jason Tatum. Uh, and Brown and Robert yeah. Williams or Al Horford kind of shading, so he couldn't really go anywhere. Yeah. And Kyrie Irving had Marcus Smart, who was Defensive Player of the Year off. If they would have had Ben Simmons, they wouldn't be able to do that. Brown or Horford would have to guard Ben Simmons, at least in the paint, and Durant mm-hmm. could just play on the outside, and that would that wouldn't even been a factor. And also, Steve Nash did one of the worst coaches you've ever seen. We all, you know, we yeah. know that as well. But. That's why he was, you know, shut down in the postseason. And Giannis played great in the postseason. But it's the same premise Brooklyn Nets when Durant was putting up 45 points. Nobody cared because they didn't win. So to me, it's the same same aspect. He played great, but Jason Tatum outplayed Giannis in a big game six. And that's just the bottom line of it. And that's why Jason Tatum is so high on both of our lists because of how yeah. great he played in the postseason. 
That's true. It, but it's tough, though, Gary. I tell you, even the, the greatest players, greatest offensive players, uh, teams can stop them. And and I know when, and from a college perspective, we're not talking about colleges, but I'm going to just mention this in passing. And from a college perspective, they they play they play a zone, or they play a box and one, or they do something you know some type of creative defense, and they can stop that one player. And and, and unfortunately, um, you know, Will Chamberlain went through this. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went through. This. You know, so you, there's so many so many examples of that. Um, and 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 you're right. What they did, with Durant, uh, they they were able to stop him. That's why you need if you're going to go far, if you're going to go deep in the playoffs or win the whole thing. You really, really do have to have some other quality players with you, and you're right. The Greek freak was when they when they didn't have Milton, you know, it was tough for Giannis. It, it was really tough for Giannis, and and it was tough for for Durant when they the team literally just collapsed. You know, so it was just tough because you have you have some very skilled players out there on that court, and and two of them or three of them come up on you, and and it's going to be difficult. I mean, same thing with Steph Curry. You know, they they would they would take, try, try to take the ball out of his hands by double teaming him as soon as he cro- crossed half court. So we have the you know, but Steph was able to work without the ball and that that kind of def- and he had he had Thompson. He had you know Clay was back wow. and so a lot of things happening. Not to bring up Clay because I know he's not part of your discussion, but I'm just well, saying I, that. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you just for a second because that's exactly mm-hmm. what the Raptors did when Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson got hurt in that 2019 series. They played a boxing one on Steph. Yeah, yeah. And they just bullied him, right? So. Yeah. Um, which is why I don't cheer for the Toronto Raptors. Man up. If you can't guard Steph Curry, that's not my problem. But, you know, this isn't college basketball. But, um, and I know, hate that. I, I hate that. I, 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 had, yeah, yeah, me too. But, I had boxing ones against me. I hated it. You know, but, so it's, it's not but in, the, it's, it's in the NBA, but in the NBA, I really hate it because I'm like, these are the best players in the world. Man up. If you can't yeah. guard them, that's too bad. Right? So, but, but, um, you know, that's either here or there. You know, I'm not here to pick on the Toronto Raptors. But, you know, I think it's very, it's very interesting when you watch, you know, any NBA game. And I'm not saying that Giannis struggled. Obviously, Giannis put up big numbers in that series. But in the closing moments, the closer of that team is Chris Middleton because he's able to get his own shot off off the dribble and he can shoot from the outside. They're not yeah. looking for Giannis in yeah. that situation. Giannis is the guy in transition to go make a play for you to make that defensive effort, get that chase down block. That's Giannis. You know, Chris Middleton is the guy that they say, hey, you know, go get us a basket. And, and plus, Chris Giannis Middleton doesn't want to be yeah, cut to the chase. He doesn't want to get fouled either. He doesn't want to get fouled either. Right. I mean, no. granted, he improved his free throw shooting over the yeah, I mean, He has. I mean, but still, he really doesn't want to get fouled. No. And so uh, he has that LeBron complex toward the end of the game. He does not want to get fouled. So, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a fact. That's a yeah. fact. That's part of, part of the problem. Right. So, and. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, you know, I think the NBA as a whole, you know, they're, you know, and this is some, something that they cannot control, but hopefully um, injuries won't, you know, won't be a major factor um, in the postseason of uh, uh, this coming year. Because I think it, as, as it's been for the last few years, it's really determined who won the championship. Not all, you know, we don't want to see that, obviously, but, mm-hmm. you know, I want to see the Brooklyn Nets fully healthy. Um, again, I think the Brooklyn Nets are just too small. When Kevin Durant and, and Ben Simmons and, and Nick Claxton are your big men, you're too small. And and we look at uh, the Milwaukee Bucks with Brooke Lopez and, and, and Giannis and, and Bobby Portis and all these guys. It's, you know, it's going to be interesting. But 
I can't wait to see, at least in my mind, I want to see one of these two guys, including Joel and B, because you know, I have Joel and B, um, you know, a good, you know, this was a, a ladder. I have them like two, you know, two notches below on these two guys. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see those two guys do get out to see who's the best player. And I would like to see him again play in the postseason so we can really see who's the best player in the NBA. Gotcha. And we're fans, we're not we're not talking about who will win the MVP. No next season because that that is that takes uh, a lot of factors are in there we don't know how many games these guys are going to win we don't know uh, under what circumstances they're going to have to play through the season um a lot of things go into picking mvp so we're saying who's the number one player current player uh, in the nba that does not mean that gary's 1a or gary's 1b is going to be the MVP because sometimes they, you know, simply don't want to give a guy a third or fourth, whatever MVP award. They just don't do it, and so uh, you know, they have to be ex- more than exceptional or have numbers that were far better than the numbers that they had when they won the MVP award. So it's and like, I'm glad you brought that they up. They get a new, they get a new benchmark. It's like, oh well, he averaged 31 points, but you know that's that's still two points under what he did. He only so his team lost. Uh, the, you know, they didn't win 50 games. So then the last time he won 55. Yeah, so they, they, they can start to justify and start to use any type of reasoning to, to put one guy over another for that MVP voting. So I won't call it political, but it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, there's so many factors that go into that. But I do hear you, Gary. You're saying that you're 1A, 1B is Durant and, and, and Giannis, but you, you want to make another comment? Yes, yes. I'm glad you brought that up because, one, you know, and I just mentioned with Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's issue for winning the MVP, but to win the MVP, they have given it to ball dominant players. And Kevin Durant's not a ball dominant player. He actually, Kevin Durant plays within whatever system Brooklyn Nets have. He scores from spots, so he's not going to have the ball all the time like Luca, like LeBron, like like Dame Lillard, who can really put up. You know, I'm not saying that LeBron and Dame Lillard are going to win the MVP, but they have the ball in their hands, so their numbers are going to look. You know, so you know, so incredible. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Luca averaged a triple double this year. Mm-hmm. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me because Luca's going to have the ball ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah, uh, you know, all three guys that I just mentioned, they're not going to have the ball as much as those guys would. So they, so it's it's harder for them to win the MVP. I agree. So we're out of time for today. Don't forget to subscribe.